Hey friends, welcome to the Thought Thread Podcast. This is Steve Carr. I'm the creator of the Thought Thread, a bi-monthly set of internet aggregated articles and features to help you to expand your thinking and think better. So I do this podcast as a way to explain what I've selected. So if you're listening to this, I hope you've had a chance to look at the thread. If not, you can find it on my website, houseofcar.com. My last name is spelled C-A-R-R, so that's houseofcar.com, slash thread. And if you go to houseofcar.com slash thread, you can sign up and get this thread email since your inbox twice a month. So it's a nice little read, quick read, filled with a bunch of links. You don't have to read them all immediately. Take your time. You can chew through it. It's a, I feel like it's a good resource. So the way that I developed the resource, and I've been doing this for years, is I usually come up with a thread theme, and that theme is usually derived from a biblical teaching or a sermon that I have developed, and I provide that to you in PDF form so that you can use it for a personal study or teaching. It's very heavy on the textual development, not so much the illustrative, so it's kind of what my jam is. I usually let people fill in the gaps. And uh, just started a series in the book of Leviticus. Uh, so for the rest of 2021, you will be able to download messages from the books of, book of Leviticus, which is nice because there's not a ton of resources out about that. And this is from Leviticus chapters 4 through 6, a message I entitled Bridging the Divide. And I talk a little bit about bridges, but there's this aspect in the book of Leviticus as it's talking about law for the people of God. It's this idea of talking about the divide between two different chasms and specifically these ideas of purification and reparation. So how we're able to bridge the spiritual chasm of that. So words of the ancients that have spiritual applicability to our lives, and that's why this thread I've developed is around that theme, the theme of divide. And I think you know for all of these threads that I put together, I like to do a brief musical interlude, and discussing the divide allows me the door, the opening, where I can bring in a little bit just a little bit of Johnny Cash. Well, you know, Johnny always wore black, and he, uh, he wore black because he identified with the, the poor and the, uh, and, the, and, the, and the downtrodden. Yeah, so the lyric that I used to introduce the thread this week about God's going to cut you down, I know it sounds like an apocalyptic um, idea, but here's the deal: is that this song is part of work that Rick Rubin, the producer, did with Johnny Cash in the later years of his life. And he does such a good job of just bringing out Johnny's just raspy voice. And um, yeah, I love listening to some of this stuff right here. But uh, this song talks about the divide of people who are walking outside of the provision of the Lord. And that's what's interesting is that, yeah, with Johnny Cash himself, he is this divisive type figure that tried to stand up for the downtrodden but always wore his black. And uh, I don't know. I Man, I just still, 
Loves me some Johnny Cash. I'll listen to that, and it'll pick me up. So articles around the theme, the thread of divide. And the first one I have is from Psyche Magazine. It's an online magazine, and it is a article concerning how to know who's trustworthy. And the reason that I find this an interesting topic is because we do live in an era of where we are still demanded to show and invest trust in other people. People of faith tend to like to rely on intuition. Sometimes they claim that it's the spirit that allows them to be able to discern this. But I believe that the thing this article in Psyche Magazine does is it talks about the importance of us as humans offering people this idea of our trust. How do we discern what that is? How do we understand the divide between those who are trustworthy and those who are not? And I think it's interesting for us to be able to take more of a secular look at this to try to make the determination of what it means for us to trust in those around us. So how do you determine that? Again, you like to think that it's just about your intuition and that feeling that you have in your gut, but I'm going to tell you that it is elsewhere. So How to Know Who's Trustworthy, great article to read. The second article that I offer in this week's thought thread pulls into the idea of the Olympics, and it's something that uh, maybe you have heard before. Something that I've always been interested in is if you've heard about this, they've proven that people who win the bronze medal are statistically more satisfied and more fulfilled than those who win the silver medal. And probably you've heard of this, but if you haven't, the reason usually is is that somebody who wins a silver medal has that lament that they didn't quite win gold, whereas somebody who won the bronze is basically thankful that they didn't finish in fourth place and get nothing at all. Well, this University of Minnesota study uses and utilizes facial uh, software in order to determine why this happens. So they went through and went through uh, looking at the photographs of over 400 athletes across different events to be able to make this determination over the last 20 years. And it was very interesting. I just feel like some of us are in the Olympic spirit. It brings out this aspect of competition. And sometimes a competition, we do not succeed. And what does it mean when we don't succeed? And what does that mean to our psyche? This article offers something. So if you're an Olympics junkie, enjoy that. The next article that I put here in the thought thread is thoughts on being bored. What if I'm bored? And yes, this is a Seth Godin article, and you know Seth Godin, the marketing guru of gurus. He writes stuff that is short and sweet. I came across this article months ago. Maybe it was even last year, but it's something I've been holding on to just because I love this idea of boredom. Some of us have now through pandemic, post-pandemic, still continuing pandemic with Delta variant. I'm not sure, but we've hit this point where we have exhausted all of our digital viewing, our Netflix accounts, and I have heard from people, it's just like, oh man, this is just the worst pandemic because I'm bored. Maybe you are in the midst of boredom. I do not believe that it is a characteristic that we should cultivate in our lives, but Godin has a quick observation about that. If you're feeling bored right now because you're stuck in a monotonous timeline, this article is for you. Another one I offer, the, the, the fourth article, is from Fast Company Magazine, and it is a 
article about us developing better networks. So I know for some of us, the idea of networking is abhorrent to us because it just sounds so corporate and it just sounds so fake. And I'll admit that for years, I actually believed this, but I had a good mentor who instilled me the idea of the importance of networking. And to be clear, the best aspect of networking is when we view our connections, talents, and skills to be utilized for the betterment of other people. So if we are able to quote-unquote network, but its outcomes are to benefit those with whom we have relationships, then that is a very good thing. And if we're going to do that, then we need to focus on how to make sure our networks are better. And this Fast Company article, I believe, identifies that as an issue and then talks about how you and I can build our agendas around that in a positive manner. So perhaps, again, you are one of these people who you probably network whether or not you realize it or not. What you need to understand is there are ways in which you and I can do networking better. That's why I like this Fast Company article. That's why I want you to take a look at it. For every thought thread, what I do is I recommend a book. Usually it's a book I read. Actually, honestly, it's always a book I read. I have not yet recommended books that I haven't read. The book for this thread is called The End of Big by Nico Mele, and I think that's how you pronounce his last name. I, I remember watching a couple of videos by Nico, and I couldn't remember, so if I butchered his last name, I apologize. It's M-E-L-E. The book is entitled The End of Big, How the Digital Revolution Makes David the New Goliath. Now, to be fair, this book is about seven years old, and I always find this interesting because of how quickly technology continues to impact, change, and shift. Even recommending a book that's seven years old that talks about the impact of technology might seem dated. However, I really like what the author does right here, understands this idea that the uh, World Wide Web has flattened power structures. It then has influenced institutions and how they need to respond. And as a result... Um, these massive monolithic corporations and institutions that used to dominate the landscape are going to be a thing of the past. So it's not just to say we're going to have companies like Amazon or Google that will have massive sway and influence, but they will be more few and far between, and there will be space in which the savvy can come in and fill those gaps where individuals can have more sway than institutions. And that's what Malay discusses in The End of Big. It's a thought-provoking book. Maybe you're not convinced by my pitch here that you should read it. That's fine. If you go to my website or if you subscribe to the thread, for every book I recommend, I uh, include notes that I found impressive about this. You can take a look, see if it jibes with what you're thinking, and see if it will be a good influence to you. So go ahead and give that a look. I'm telling you it's a read that I, I recommend pretty highly. And then finally, usually in every thread I include something personal. Uh, over the summer, I've had a few instances, conversations that I've been asked to talk about my day job, things that I do. Specifically, my friend Rich Birch, who runs a website, unseminary.com, and he puts out some incredible content um, that 
people of faith, that ministers, that church leaders can use to undergird the knowledge and information they have. So unseminary.com. Rich asked me to appear on a podcast with him that was a very specific topic. I said, Rich, this this topic is very narrow, <laughs> talking about the best practices for churches and nonprofits to use with their um, how they should utilize their operational reserves. What should they do with excess cash? Specifically, coming out of this era where you know the federal government has infused trillions of dollars into the economy. As a result, more people are saving money than ever before. That means people of faith are giving. They are more philanthropic, philanthropic, more generous, if you will, with their money. And that has actually left many nonprofits doing well financially. And that poses an interesting dilemma. So talked about with this with Rich and then actually for the Christian Standard Magazine, I left a link to this too. I actually wrote a synopsis about this, what I would say the best practices. It's very interesting when it comes to aspects of finance, right? There's always seasons of plenty and seasons of want. This seems to be a season of plenty. However, the continuing pandemic throws a wrench into everything because it's difficult to project where we are going to be as a society, where the economy is going to be 12 to 18 months from now. So we have to be diligent. We have to be thoughtful. We have to practice good stewardship right here. What I do in the podcast with Rich and then in that subsequent article is give some of the best practices. So I laughed because these um, articles have deemed me an expert. (laughs) Oh, I'm not sure if I'm an expert in anything, but... I have learned some wisdom. I've gleaned some information, and I would like to share that now. Uh, So take a look at these, especially if you work in the nonprofit church sector. And that's a good synopsis because that wraps up this thread, but this is what I'm attempting to do here is to take different content, different learnings, to syncretize them so that we can pull them together and see how we can use this knowledge and information to help us to think better. So if it's helpful for you, great. And I would just love to hear from you. You can go online to my website. The post is up. If any of this resonates with you, leave a comment or drop me an email or tell somebody else about this. Either way, it's a labor of love. I have a good time. Hope you're having a good time. Thanks for listening to the Thought Thread Podcast. I'll catch you next time.